Hey everyone, welcome back to Unlimited Rail Works, video game choo choo's anime podcast where we talk about anime. This time around, we are not going to talk about the anime we've been watching outside of one, uh, which is sort of the titular show that this episode is about. But we are going to talk about the new season. But first, uh, let me introduce everyone who's here, because not all of us are here, but most of us are. Uh, Elvie is here. Hello. Hey. Hey. And, uh, <laughs> and Maverick is here. That's right. Cool. Um, John is not here. John is on assignment. Uh, going to the Houston anime stores or whatever. He's uh, on a journey. Yeah, he's on a journey. He's trying um, to find a big text fumo. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on an expedition. Uh, he's trying to find uh, the scariest anime stores he can find. He's already experienced one. Don't put it past him. I think that is something he would do. Texas um, is a huge piece of land there's a lot of scary stories i'm sure that he will i've heard of so i know multiple people who live there and they all have stories of different horrifying anime <laughs> stories so you know <laughs> the future is bright <laughs> uh but no uh yeah uh, i was i was gone last time too so hopefully we're not i liked that like the episode right before um i was out was we were like, oh yeah, everyone's here now again. Everyone's here. It's not a three-person <laughs> show, and then it's only three-person again after it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we're here to talk about Tatami Galaxy, folks. Uh, the Tatami Galaxy, I guess I should say. The galaxy, yeah. Yeah, I I keep calling it just Tatami Galaxy, but most it people is the do. Tatami most people do. Galaxy. I yeah. Most people do say it that way, but it actually technically has the in the title. <laughs> yeah, because the title is Yojohan Shinwa Taike. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is an anime based off of a novel, and I think you can tell that by how much they talk. Um, <laughs> but it is this... The way that I keep thinking about it is it's like if they did the Endless Eight from Harui, except that yes. it was like they actually put... I don't want to say they put effort into it, not to discredit <laughs> Harui, but, you know, they, they created a conceit around it. They they worked with it. They they wanted to explore what this concept meant and execute on it in a meaningful way. So basically, it's like a time loop type thing where the end of every episode, it goes back to, like... Usually either the beginning of this main character's college life or, like, a portion of that college life um, as they go later on. And uh, it's, it's it's interesting story about, like, you know, cycles and fate. What does fate mean? Um, the idea of self-reflection and... It's about a lot of things. Um, I was really happy to finally watch it because people had recommended it for years and I, it kind of lived up to what people had said. I was pretty happy with it. Um, but uh, I'm curious. Maverick, would you like to start us off talking about it? Do you want to give us your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, the Tatami Galaxy is a series that I have had some familiarity with. It is by Masaki Yuasa. And I would say that it is the show that got me really interested in Yuasa's work from there is how I ended up, you know, getting into 
uh, watching the nice short walk on girl getting into just a lot of his other works there's still some that I do need to watch but ultimately it's very interesting to see a blend of someone that is always wanting to have a very avant-garde style and playfulness with the work that he does mixed in with something that very much is a insular look at a specific uh, thesis and here you know as explained the whole concept of this being just one guy who is in college and at the start of that freshman year is thinking like oh man I'm gonna have the best college life ever I'm gonna find my one special girlfriend my true love I'm gonna kick ass I'm gonna join a cool club I'm gonna do all this fun stuff and we actually meet this protagonist at the end of like three years of just bullshitting around and not getting up to much and just being so deluded with the idea that he missed out on something. It's so, it is so good at being able to get to a very specific sensation, I feel, of that post-college, not depression, but just like the reality of, you know, what did I put my focus into in life? What did I actually try and get out of this time that I had? And posits the idea that, well, hey, what if you did have the chance to turn everything back again and again and again? Would you actually do something different, or would you get it over your thick fucking skull that ultimately the stuff you took for granted are the things that actually make everything worthwhile? And I I don't know, like, I come at this now having been, like, a year or two away from college, and... It's definitely something that makes me not necessarily nostalgic, but it does make me think on just like, wow, what are the things that I actually talk about if I ever have to talk about that experience? What are the things that I've taken away? What are the things that do matter to me? And to that extent, like, you know, the reality that it's ultimately just the people that you meet and that just being the ever-present theme is always a lot of fun. And I, one, it's very refreshing that this is an anime about people in college where so often, like like it's still a young protagonist, but at the very least it's enough of a present where it's like, man, I'm pissed off. I'm going to go get a drink. And it's like, Oh, hell yeah, dude, go for it. (laughs) Take, take your load off the way you need to. But no, I very much come into this with um, positive vibes, positive feelings. It's something that always gets me nostalgic. And just um, the more that I grow, the more I can come back to this and think, yeah, wow, I definitely was this motherfucker. That, as I had mentioned before the podcast, this birdly ass motherfucker. Yeah. Extreme birdly energy. Big birdly energy, but birdly with like just enough self awareness. A birdly who like learns his lesson, actually, you know, like actually. A birdly who's twenty three instead of fifteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think I think that is um, the crux of what, what I really liked about the show. Is I think like it's clearly interacting with and i think it does it in a very interesting way like it's interacting with these ideas these tenets of like masculinity as well as the college experience Mm -hmm. right this idea of 
self-discovery and, uh, you know, the idea of like what, like, I know a lot of people like this, like, but I'm supposed to be dating this person. Like I should have had six girlfriends by now. I should be married by now, you know, all this other stuff. And it's like, they get so caught up in this mentality, right? And society wants you to get so caught up in this mentality that you end up just like completely throwing away the things around you that matter or like just not failing to realize like what you're actually doing that is good. Um, I think like the way that they execute on in that final episode where because he has done self-reflection, because he has analyzed like exactly like what is wrong with him, what 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 is wrong with the decisions he's making, what's wrong with the like push and drive of the concept of the ideal rose-colored campus life. Uh, he sees like Ozu as a normal human being. Oh yeah, for no, once. the uh, Ozu just uh, that alone. One Ozu is a fantastic character. I love Ozu. I yeah. love Ozu's voice actor. Uh, Hiroyuki Yoshino is definitely one of my favorite voices that crops up whenever he manages to get work. I think most famously, he is currently a uh, present Mike oh, for yes. uh, the My Hero stuff. So, you know, easy money. Not gonna, <laughs> not gonna bat him for that. But no, just like a, a very fun character where you know there's so much of this. Uh, the, the protagonist having such an immense ire for who's supposed to be his best friend because he refuses to recognize, like, oh, yeah, I kind of am a dick. I kind of am also an asshole, even though it's like, yeah, no, we, we totally went together and, like, fucked over people's romantic lives. But, man, that Ozu, that <laughs> refusing to take accountability for his actions in a way where it's like, I mean, yes, I did this, but also I was coerced. With the biggest air quotes, uh, uh, like around mm-hmm. coerced. <laughs> yeah, I um, you know, LV, would you like to talk actually before I go off on some spiel? What, what's, yeah. your, what's your, what are your thoughts on? Yeah, this, on yeah, I, I, I've, I, you know, I and I've seen Nida, short walk on girl. We, we've seen Eccentric Family too, which is by the same author of the original oh, right, book, yes. who is, who is, who has written the original novel of this, um. And no, it, it was it was definitely a slow burn for me at first because you know it was kind of very upfront with how this is clearly you know here's a here's a, like a a kind of growing up story in regards to like here's a young man you know kind of the joke of like the male novelist perspective being kind of narrow <laughs> but shockingly it kind of avoids that you know it shockingly kind of avoids that it doesn't do the thing where it like kind of describes or depicts women in a very strange way <laughs> i do not need to go and do that but often the joke of like a lot of male novelists do not how know how to write women um and it manages to avoid that in, a, in an interesting way where it kind of subverts that by making it clear that we have like this very unreliable narrator to up front and um once that's that momentum starts building up, you kind of, you know, you understand it. I, I started understanding it. It's like, oh, okay, we kind of can't trust his perspective of things. And like, yeah, the whole, when we come full circle to understand what Ozu is, perhaps, you know, again, again, very suggestive, like in which I think this show is also very magically realistic. You know, it's very ambiguous as to like, are there, is there actually something supernatural going on or is this all in this protagonist's head? Um, but for instance, when it comes to his, idealizations about women and how he can't decide between 
literally this mysterious woman he has never met in person and a fucking sex doll. Uh, <laughs> just like, just like kind of the, the suspension of disbelief over like, do people not understand that? Like, that's not a real person. Like, you know, and like how it's, you know, mm-hmm. how she's being treated. You know, it's just, it's just like, there's like a lot of funny stuff like that in which, you know, like it's, it's, it's very apparent and clear that we're, we are entering this kind of warped perspective of like this protagonist who doesn't know what he's doing. And it takes, and it, yeah, like, as you both have said, he actually does come to learn that yeah i'm actually kind of a shithead and i need to realize that i've been taking things for granted and that me reflecting on the past and maybe things that may or may not have happened and lingering on them is not going to do me any good i'm going to be trapped in this room forever you know both literally and figuratively right and that coming to full circle when we see ozu as a normal human being um you know it, it raises a lot of questions for you the viewer in terms of like Okay, so then, you, you know, in terms of, like, you yourself reflecting on what just happened, like, you know, was a lot of that real? Was a lot of that, you know... And and weirdly enough, that kind of... That, that kind of introspective is, like, very also much when you think about your own memories and your past life and, like, looking back on things and you being able to step away from things that have happened and just understanding, like, you know, you know, was I in the wrong when I... In that situation or vice versa, right? Like, I, 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 think, it, I think it does an interesting thing in regards to... Not just, like, you know, not it being, you know, again, like, again, very ambiguous, you know, like, is, you know, it being literal time traveling or it actually being a recollection of memories. Um, it, it, like, it's, it's, it's very, it's very interesting in how, like, it plays upon, like, what reality is, right? And what or not, like, again, also the idea of, like, his room, being con- interconnected to this idea of like literal parallel universes and like other versions of his room, you know, might be just some sort of like inner turmoil he's going through in regards to just um, just his way of coping and like kind of like internalizing his situation as opposed to it being literal, right? Um, and yeah, like how the how the women exist, I would say in in the show too, like they're less about. Um, we're, you know, they're, they're less about being objectified, but weirdly enough, I would say for most of the cast besides the main character, a lot of them just kind of exist as plot devices. And not in a way I would say in a very, sh- like, not in a way that I would consider to be shallow, but, like, in a way that, you know, again, like, if we're going to talk about memory as a big theme in the series, at least from my perspective, like, it's, it's they kind of serve, you know, there's going to be people in your life that kind of serve their purpose where we don't really need a lot, you know, we, you know, and, and they come and go. And sometimes the only thing we know about them is very little. Like, you know, a lot of times, you know, when he, you know, before he meets a lot of these characters and I guess before his kind of like sudden awareness as to, you know, like implying that he has met them before actually, or like, no, he hasn't. Um, uh, like, you know, sometimes we barely know them and then they come into your life one moment and the next, and then they disappear. You know, for instance, when uh, like, um, um, you know, quote unquote, the god of matchmaking <laughs> and whatever his deal was, or whether or not he was just like a, a held back senior in, in the school, <laughs> or you know, like whatever his situation was, and how he kind of like served his purpose. And he, he, they don't really see him again after, you know, he's not really, you know, and whether or not he's connected with Ozu. Um, like, it just, I, I think it just, it, it, you know, despite like all of its strange, like, again, magical, realistic stuff, I think it does a good job of like, um, conveying that feeling of like you know people coming to and fro from your life and how you 
kind of absorb that, right? Um, like, and how that is, you know, and when that's eventually explained in the last couple of episodes, I think the payoff, like, does its service, right? In, in terms of you, like, properly understanding, like, what the hell is going on? You know, why are, why are things constantly looping back and forth? You know, like, is there something bigger at play here? Um, the dent, the dental, the dentist, she's fucked up, but, uh, <laughs> she's she twisted. She has some issues. Yeah. She has some issues. She has yeah. some issues, but yeah, but yeah, like, it, in, inherently, it's like, she's, you know, inherently, you know, she is kind of like, oh, she's the older woman. She's like, the, you know, again, like that sort mm. of like character that's like the object of like lust, right? For instance, but she, it never quite reaches a point where I don't think she was not a character, right? Yeah. Um, I think, I, you know, if anything, I think like, weirdly enough, like, I, I <laughs> weird enough, I would say Akashi is kind of like the weakest one, interestingly enough, in a mm -hmm. way, because she kind of, she's so distant from everything where she she doesn't really and, and i guess in a way that might be intentional too because she's someone we're not often thinking about because she's not intertwining a lot with a lot of the crazy stuff that's going on and i guess similar to us often forgetting that she's there or her not being often present this year series it's kind of speaks to a lot of the character often forgetting about her and like despite the fact that she's like an obvious person he needs to try to yeah. talk with and socialize with even though like her toy her charm is like in his room and he just he just keeps ignoring it um but yeah, overall, for me, it was a slow burn series, but like I've grown to really appreciate it by the end. I think it pays off really well in terms of understanding it. And like visually, I love how it looks. Like I love how loose oh, yeah. it is. I love how like just janky it is. Uh, again, more cartoons need to embrace doing that. Like it's it just works really well for how zany the whole ambiance of the series feels, especially, you know, especially when a character like it, it does a loud expression, for instance, when Akashi like freaks out with the moths and her like whole, her whole body just like, it just zigzags and that's great. Or when the protagonist freaks out, he just turns into, he just abstracts into like a bunch of blocks. Like, that's great. Like, I just love how loose everything is and doesn't really give a care into, in terms of being on model because it doesn't need to do that. Like, I think like it's very expressive and more artistic that way. It's not the type of show where I think being on, on model is relevant to what is going on. In yeah. fact, it would be jarring if it was, right? It's it's like, it, I think yeah. it would make things very static. I think, I think again, with how, like, again, like I was saying, how this is kind of like a world where we're not sure what reality is, even, in, you know, whether or not it's like in the protagonist's head or not, or like, and it's like I think everything being cartoony and just very loose, like, con like is pretty spot on for the sort of feel that I think is appropriate for this series. Um, Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. So, so what were you gonna say? Um, oh, so the live action bits too. Oh, are yeah. Very compelling in a, oh, in a yeah. way that helps keep it cohesive and interesting. Oh, yeah. Like it really shows those moments. I think like that though they're used specifically in moments of like, uh, I wouldn't say despair, but like of of like worry or fear, anxiety. It's used right. in these moments where, of course, you're hyper analyzing all of a sudden and yeah, then yeah. that then makes it makes it the environments around him real and i think that's really interesting yeah yeah mm -hmm. um you're right i was i was reading a bit on the the justification as to for instance you know this, the, he, him him talking fast his fast narration at the beginning of every episode or like when he's monologuing like uh like you know them literally just quoting verbatim from the book and how I, I don't know if it was you also who said it specifically or, or someone else who was part of the direction of the series, but 
how he's basically thinking all the time. He's never not thinking. So it's like, so it's, um, what's the word? Um, too many thoughts, head is actually empty. So the inverse of yeah, that. <laughs> he's constantly thinking. And like, I, I think it does like, um, you know, at first, I, at first I wasn't sure about that direction. I was like, you know, that's a little weird. But like, I, it then starts making sense, especially as you pick up the pace and start getting used to the pace of it. Um, like, but it makes a lot of sense because, again, we're kind of like in his head, but also not. And I think that's just a very interesting like philosophy to take on, like the idea that you're constantly overstimulated and that you're in a state of anxiety, which is what he's kind of going through as well. Um and yeah, which I think, which I think meshes well with again, like the moments that there are live action bits, or where the animations contract with live action bits. Um. Yeah, to to call back um, to what you were saying about Akashi, I think like Akashi is definitely the character who is like the least important out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the intent with that is to utilize her as like a metaphor for like, this is the person who, a person who genuinely cares about him and he's yeah. just ignoring this and yeah, yeah. like focusing on what the idealist way of being that the, why would I settle for this or whatever? Or like even think about this. this yeah. Matter and idealizing the other women. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I do think like, even if that is the intention, I think that this was one of my few problems with the show was just that it, it ends up being like, when you get to the end and then he's just like, oh, and then that relationship went well. I'm just sort of like, Ugh. like, could you show it a little bit more before that, though? Like, I, yeah, I, I, I think like, I think. This... Yeah, I, I I love that. I love that, like, end result of like, you know, I don't need to talk. You know, that to me was really funny. I think that's like a great. Conclusion. I like, like it, I don't, yeah. yeah, but I agree. Like, if you actually show that, the, yeah, the showed the best parts of who she is and like how their interactions would make yeah. sense. Like, you know, like at least one or two couple examples of like their chemistry is great or like you know like that payoff yeah. is really funny and would be more effective as opposed to like actually we never even saw a lot of like you know this working so how can i yeah um, I just how can i trust like what he's it. saying yeah because yeah. like there are moments like you know like I, I really i do enjoy i enjoyed something i always looked forward to in every episode was the bit with her because yes they yeah. always found an interesting way to like his thoughts with her put yeah. it into there or like sort of like shallowly imply or like not shallowly um subtly uh mm-hmm. imply that uh she like they have similar interests they have similar ideas about the world they they get along but mm-hmm. i just don't i think there needed to be more i think they needed i think what would have done it is the cycling episode yeah when they start focusing on oh the, the bird man, man part, if yes. they had gone a little bit more just a little right. bit more into right. her like right. her th- way of thinking yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I think that would have been interesting. I think even if their intent is to have him only achieve self-realization, this idea of seeing other people as people at the end of the show, even still, I think you could have like a glimmer, like a, just a, like a, a, an implication of it, even just before that. I think it would have done a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like, I think yeah. a lot about the repeated sequence that keeps looping for a bit where, you know, he learns she freaks out at Moths for the first time. And I, I think also the first time, you know, technically the first, you know, quote unquote, first time he learns about, like, her collecting these little keychain, like, fellows, these little dog cat. I don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah. And um, and she faints and just collapses on his lap, you know, from the moth. And, like, that's such a sweet kind of cute moment. It's like, it would be interesting if there was, like, maybe another variation of that where it actually 
happens. You know, I don't know. Something like I, don't, I was just thinking about that moment in particular. That particular looping point, I think, was very, very was probably the most like formula, you know, formative for her character in terms of like understanding who she is beyond her exterior, right? Um, which, which again connects to him like realizing. Well, not realizing it, it just connects to, again to both reminding him and the audience about, hey, there's this keychain in your on your ceiling. You should probably do something with that. <laughs> but I think something to that effect of like closing the loop, like with that sequence in particular, I think could have been interesting. Maverick, were you gonna say something? Yeah, I mean, I I think on that moment and on that relationship specifically, and. At this point, coming into it again, I think it's much less the... I, I, I feel like with the way that they close that loop and just at least go into it where it's like, yeah, you know, things are going all right. There's much more of a focus, I would say, on it being a sense that, that the protagonist is okay with just, you know, taking a chance and letting things go. And whether or not it's necessarily a positive or negative is less... Of the importance so much as it is like, oh, hey, you finally went ahead and, like, did this or took this opportunity. Which, you know, like, a, a lot of the themes that I would say do come up with the series are, like, themes of indecisiveness, being able to, like, secure what you want. At, I, I like that every single character is, to an extent, some kind of foil to the protagonist. Like, yeah, Higuchi is a fantastic mentor figure in terms of just fucking around for, as an eight-year super senior, just hanging out, not giving a fuck. Jogasaki is a fucking freak in the way <laughs> that it makes sense that he would be the guy that everybody loves, whereas mm-hmm. he at least leans into it while the protagonist just does not recognize who he is as an individual. Like, it's it's a very well-developed cast, and I don't know, like, as someone that has seen both the Tatami Galaxy and the Night of Short Walk-On Girl, it is definitely interesting to see variations on a similar theme, but with a different um, narrative figure, so to say. The latter being more mm. focused on just like the way stories intertwine with one another, the former being more interested in this looping and repetition in order to finally get to a point. Like, very much, uh, you know, in my Far Cry 3 voice, uh, definition of insanity, but <laughs> where eventually you, you do come to a resolution because the last few episodes hit different. After the initial pandemic, if only because it's like, God damn, no, I I get that. You, <laughs> I was living my own 4.5 tatami age of just being in the <laughs> same room and having nothing but just the circulation of my own thoughts. And only after that would there be some sort of revelation of like, well, shit, yeah, what does matter to me? What doesn't matter to me? What... What do I get to? But I don't like it's uh, uh, there's so much praise I can put into the show. And so when I do think about the weaker points of this show, one of them is definitely Akashi and just the way that that relationship ultimately comes through. But then in this rewatch, I definitely do consider 
you know, is this ultimately just focus on the protagonist primarily, and even if it is, at the very least, Akashi is not just a symbol of, like, idolization so much as, like, oh, hey, here's the person that, like, gets you to a degree. Lean into that. Not so much settle to it, but just lean into the fact that there is someone that is willing to meet you halfway, and you gotta just be a little bit normal about that. Which I definitely fucking uh, empathize with. Yeah, I think, like, I really do like how the last episode, like, utilizes this idea that he is meeting them for the first time to represent the idea that he is meeting them for the first time on the same level right like he is he's out of his head he is seeing them for them um and i think like that works well with akashi and stuff like that um I lost the trail in my head. I'm going to be real with you just now. <laughs> it's gone. Anyway, it's my point good. is, I, I really think the last episode is very effective. Uh, oh, yeah it's, yeah. it's very, very effective. Yeah. Um, it's just the entire series in general, like I, I like I said at the beginning, seeing this be... I did not know anything about the show going in. I didn't even read the synopsis because I was like, people I trust love this show. I will just go into it. And I wasn't ready for like... I didn't know it was like a time thing at all. And I just... I think like... I struggle to think of a Groundhog Day type scenario, I guess, to an extent, like this, where it is actually utilizing the metaphor so well. Like, it Mm -hmm. is cultivating this allegory, right? Like, that is just so... I'm Like, it's just so well done. I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. I really like it a lot. I just... The way that... They don't do all of the events in order all the time. Like, sometimes they show the Akashi bit halfway through. Sometimes they show the Akashi bit right at the end. Um, like, sometimes Ozu has only a bit at the end or a bit at the beginning, and that's it. And it just, like... But they're all still just so tangentially... It's uh, just all linked together. Um, uh, it's a very good show. I don't know. Uh Right, I think uh, it, I think it does. I think it does a good job too of like bringing up, you know, theories and, um, just you know, like uh, you know, idealizations over like, you know, like do circumstances change people or, is that you know, like like is my like you know like also you know like the protagonist's his own right. un- uh, you know unawareness to like maybe his doing is also impacting like is doing a whole butterfly effect when it comes to like all these other people and how to intermingle and that's why they're slightly different in every loop you know or they meet him in different circumstances in every loop right uh, you know it's just it's 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 well done because it's like both it, it both manages to like play with that you know like you were saying it it i think it does the time loop thing a little differently from like a lot of other series we have seen and or like other animes particularly where yeah, again, it's not quite literal, and um, how it does it, um, and how and like what it and how it pays off is also not quite literal, and I, mm-hmm. I think that serves it well. In which, um, it actually kind of paid attention to uh, certain inconsistencies and actually justified them and made sense of them too. Um, 
Yeah. And I, I think it rounds it. It rounds it out as opposed to like, oh, here's someone who needs to like fix like a dramatic part of her life. When in reality, it's not that. It's just I need to fix all my shit in the present. You know, like, like it's 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 less about like I need to go back and undo everything, and and it's more like I need to actually focus on me now and like figure that stuff out to move on. Um, so it's, so it's, it's, so it does it in a very different way, I think from like a lot of series or like whatever other media has done. Yeah. It, it's very effective that every single loop is always just, all right, I'm going to join this new club freshman year. Oh man, this fucking sucks. I hate this. <laughs> Why did I do this? Oh man. Oh, I, I'm, I got, he, yeah, he doesn't quite life. learn his lesson in every episode. No, he until never, a point. he, he, he never gets a certain a sense of awareness. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it is very good being able to say like, no, th- this is not the answer. He spends 11 episodes not getting to the answer <laughs> because it, again, it, it is so easy to sing the praises of this very effective metaphor, which is just like, you know, the, Take back all the time you need. If you can't actually go ahead and move forward, it's not gonna fucking help. And it's it's good. Uh Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Oh, we didn't talk about Johnny. We didn't talk uh, about no. Johnny. We didn't we did talk, not about Johnny. talk about Johnny. Do we have to talk about we have to talk about Johnny? <laughs> we have to talk about Johnny. <laughs> we gotta talk about Johnny. And we're not uh. talking about Machonsky. <laughs> no, no, John is not here, but Johnny Johnny was here. Johnny uh, was unfortunately here. Yep. Oh, the Lord. Uh, I think it's a very potent metaphor, Yeah, frankly. <laughs> I think it is true based I, on uh, what I know about society. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, though, I, I think it's the weakest part of the series. I personally yeah. was like... I don't know why this is here. It's it's like it's like goofy at first, and then you realize, oh my gosh, this is a recurring thing. I mean, I think that's like the idea. Like, you know what? I get it. It's, He's horny. He has it problems. Is cr- so but then it's, it's like cringe, right? It is cringe. To an extent, <laughs> but guess what? Like, I feel like most horny college student guys are the most cringe ever. So it really represents that. that like, I, that even yeah. despite themselves, like not yeah. to say, not to say, yes, there are people out there, specifically men out there, who do name their genitals um, and think that's great. <laughs> okay. I think that, yeah, I, 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 you know, of course. So. And if you do that, well, good for you, but <laughs> I hope you don't know because that's a little, yeah, cringe. Um, don't do that, please. Um, and you're right, and to an extent, that kind of, yes, like, just how some people are going it's through, like, a like certain a phase force, of COVID. Right? Oh, yeah. It's forcing them. That's, the, that's the, yeah. the notion they're trying to express with this. It is this horrible fucking cowboy <laughs> that is forcing them to act this way, and they have no control and yelling over at it, them. right? <laughs> It's yeah. very good that they do it's a it. Demon. In, <laughs> I think it's effective that they do it in the span of time where it's like this is the most agency you've had so far, and you are scared at the reality that you can make a move. Yeah. Like yeah, at absolutely. least the use. If it was, if Johnny was a character at the beginning of the show, that, fucked up. This would be a fucked show and <laughs> not be worth anything. But I agree. Part of me feels like they definitely wanted to save the money to hire. <laughs> uh, Nobuyuki Nobuyuki Hayama yeah because yeah, he's too perfect gave him a demented puppeted they need woody the ass yell. sex cowboy 
<laughs> why is my why is my parts starting to yell Gal Gygar? <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm horny and yeah. I'm just starting to do the uh, attack noises from uh, Ocarina of Time. <laughs> this is you're hearing the Z target noise. <laughs> I mean, Z-target yeah, no, like, and again, just to yeah, just to reiterate, like again, like yes, it's cringe. I, it does remind me, yes, of like reading. For some reason, I was just reading like. What, what, you know, what's the most awkward, like, I don't know, just, like, awkward sex stories. Like, people have, like, awkward moments where people say something outrageous and, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, no. It's, like, it's a little embarrassing, a little corny, a little immature, you know. And just, I, I guess, just, like, also, you know, this character is coming from a place of, like, sexual immaturity and not knowing yeah. how to cope with what, um, <laughs> what to do with it. And, like, weirdly, I'm very noble that he's very much, like, no, I don't want to. Very, you know, very, you know, like he's someone who's both nerds and awkward, but also very noble that he's in, he's trying, he's been trying to, he has like actually decent self control and is like, you know, yeah, 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 he has decent self control and is like, no, I don't want to take advantage of this person who's drunk, etc. You know, you know, no matter what my body is telling me, but it's, <laughs> but yeah, it, it does go, you know, like I, I think it does harken to the fact as he was explaining as to why this character exists in his head, you, you know, just how when he probably first entered puberty as like a, a younger teen, like, the, like this childish image is, is kind of like, is something that never really changed as he grew up. And, and it just goes back to the fact that he has, he's still kind of not mature in that regard too. Right. So that character and that, like his, that manifestation of what his sexual urges are also has not changed. So, <laughs> but still I, it's definitely the worst character. And I guess that's the point. <laughs> It's a fucking demon. Uh, <laughs> no, I I do sort of like I, I I really appreciate the metaphor and I really like the style and everything. Just like this this fucking breaking apart at the seams and everything like that like concept. Um, I think those episodes are definitely the ones that I found the weakest overall. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they serve their point. They don't. Yeah, yeah. They're not pointless. They they have a point, but at times I felt like maybe this could have been two episodes instead of like I don't I don't know they all serve their purpose kind of I, I just I just don't like the calorie song stuff I think that's just my but of course I'm not supposed to right it's supposed to represent <laughs> this I, I love idea. that you're in this situation where it's like well I didn't like it but I get what you, you recognize <laughs> yeah. well no no I they didn't agree. want I recognize me to the like utilitarian it. aspect of everything yes. has its yes. purpose everything is used as it should be I, no but no I agree I agree to an extent like I I think I think one of my you know in my bucket of criticisms of this here is like one of the other criticisms is that I I want I do wonder if like if this could have been effective as a film like similar to Night Short Walk on Girl in which I don't know I don't know yeah I don't know if we needed some episodes or I don't know if we needed it to be this long I I feel like if we had a concise point where you know a, a concise time chunk of like showing all these loops but not quite yeah. all of them and not to alternate extent where we needed to. Um, more highlight reel type moments yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I, I think I think this yeah, I think the story could have been still effective. I think we would have gotten the same strength of like going through the re- repetitions the same amount of time. I mean the less amount of time, I mean, compared to the series, and then still get that payoff at the end, understanding what's going on if one were to see it for the first time. 
Mm. Um, I definitely, yeah, I definitely think, I definitely felt like there were some moments where it just felt like a little ad nauseum. Yeah, and again, especially those particular episodes that focused on his sexual urges in particular, where he is torn between the three women. Yeah. Um, and those felt a little repetitive um, because it's, because in a way too, like at that point too, like we were noticing some actual literal repetitions of scenes too. Like I, I think things become a little less interesting or, you know, we, we were not getting new information. We were not getting really new scenes at that point too. Compared to like, I think the beginning episodes where he was going through the clubs, I think those were yeah. all like great and going through that cycle of things. I think even then now me after complaining about even then, it's <laughs> utilizing the idea that he is considering this to be good enough now. He doesn't have to move past this point for a while. He thinks that this is, oh, well, this is fine now because I'm, I'm going to fuck or whatever. My very simple brain is telling me, because it's the time going back again, yes, make it more episodes. If it's the one night, then you make that the movie. But, uh, like, <laughs> it's a very simple process, but at the same time, it's like, you know, both make use of the space that they take up well. And yeah, it, it's the fact that, like, I joke about it being very utilitarian, but at the same time, it's very meticulous in the way that it sets things up, where even the repetition, as we said, like, there's a purpose to that, where, okay, yeah, like... These same things are happening over and over again. It, it, it is a Clockwork Orange-esque opening of the eyelids to be like, do you see it? Do you fucking get it? Are you going to change it? No, you're going to keep eating your Costella and, like, piss on the ground? All right. <laughs> well, suffer, dumbass, until you understand. I, I, have to, I, have, I have to say, that is the biggest ass Costello cake I've ever seen. Like, I have never seen a, a, it's pretty a, a Costello big. cake or any pound cake equivalent package that big. That is... <laughs> uh, Ozu did not, like... like he, he went for he the He did not fucking shit. play. <laughs> he, he went in. That was also my other... That was also my other, like... That was also my other kind of problem with the show, where they're like, Ozu has a girlfriend. Ozu's a no, he fucking loves this main character. I do not know what these people are talking <laughs> about. I like the whole jokes with, like the whole joke to begin with with the black nerd of fate, which is obviously a joke on the red thread. Like, what? Yeah. Like you mean to tell me a character who will say it up front is not in love with someone? <laughs> I I am I was like I don't know. Ozu's closure was also a little weird. Like again, I am not. I am not convinced he is in love with someone. And like, you know, like, again, the whole thing is like, they're trying to like actually give him human, you know, human aspects to him. They're trying to like show like, Oh yeah. He also has his own problems with romance and love, but I don't think they showed enough of that to convince me because we were so, fo you know, we were in the character's head, main character's head. It was like so deluded and not really seeing Ozu's, you know, like more subdued aspects. Of him. You know, we're always seeing Ozu as the demon. We're always seeing Ozu as like the mischief maker. So for them to, when, for, you know, over time when they start dropping these, like, comments over, like, oh, yeah, Ozu, Ozu has a girlfriend, Ozu, you know, like, I, <laughs> I could not believe it. I, Especially hmm. with the recurring jokes and visuals, visual imagery of, like, Ozu constantly popping into protagonist's head, like, them, that kid, that makeout scene. <laughs> <laughs> that absurd makeout scene, That's, and just constantly yeah. pairing the constant pairing of them. It's just a little, yeah. I don't know. I think w forced heteronormativity. There yeah, you I was go. Gonna say, yeah. Ozu, with, with the less heterosexual author, <laughs> yeah, Ozu like, is a bisexual king. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Hands down. Yeah, the man but no, is living I, I, his life. I, if anything, I will at least buy that. Like, yeah, or I, I can at least see the narrative of, oh, this guy is also kind of like fucking around. Let me like get into him. Oh, well, he's too up his own ass right now to like actually do anything about it. I'll tease him for a bit. Yeah. Too- oh, hey, who is this lady over here? Like it. Filling yeah, in those gaps yeah. works at least. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally fair. It's totally fair. It's like, okay, that's not, again, the whole point of, like, that's not something he's going to bring up casually, especially if the main character is, like, in his own head not caring about, like, Ozu's personal life, right? If he's too busy bemoaning the fact that no one talks to him outside of having, like, fucking a whole friend group that's, like, engaging (laughs) with him. God, he's such a dumbass. He's such a, he is such a college student. Ugh. <laughs> I love we don't even know what the fuck he's studying, barely. Like, right. No, I know. Like, we, we, we have know no idea what he went to college for. What the fuck is Ozu doing? <laughs> Ozu's got some engineering. He's in he's the engineering? same... He's okay, in the same that. program okay. as Akashi. Right, yeah, yeah she's two yeah, he, years he, younger. He's him. in engineering, and I, I, remember, I could remember they mentioned, like, he just doesn't give a shit about, like, engineering. Yep. So he's just really fucking around. But yeah. yes, we don't even know what the main character is studying. So, <laughs> studying is he going to class? To like, what, is he going to class? Like, what's going on? Like, is he just only no, joining class? That's I, I love. We have no. We we have no <laughs> idea about who he is as a student. He's got bookshelves full of books, but is he fucking reading all of them? I don't know. I mean, even that in itself is a potent metaphor to keep saying this over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> this a, is a metaphor. It's all about how, like, you know, sometimes. You're just there because you feel like you have to be there, you know? <laughs> Man, just keeps giving. Uh, it's a good show. It's a good show. It really is, though. It, it really is. The soundtrack's great. Um, oh, yeah. Love the ending theme. Oh, yep. The ending theme. I love the opening theme. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it is a great show, and I'm really glad that I finally watched it. Um, I'm really glad I finally watched it. It was really good. I'll have to watch uh, The Night is Short now. Watch it. Um, um, I will. Definitely recommend it. it. Yeah. And I believe this is getting a sequel? Who knows? It is. That, yes. I mean, yeah. That was just Who knows what that will be? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... I it, it, is yeah, there it's a, a book? That yes. yes. I think it it's okay. actually... Yeah. Uh, there. So I'm not sure what that entails. I don't know if it's following the same characters, but it could be interesting. Like, it yeah. seems like it's mostly the same t- the team working on it. Um and so, let me see here. It is a... So the novel received a sequel, which is called Tatami Time Machine Blues. And that released literally July of 2020. And then just recently, uh, back in August, the anime adaptation was announced. And while Yuasa is not going to be working on it, uh, it's going to be directed by Shingo Natsume. And Makoto Ueda is returning as the scriptwriter. Ueda was working as scriptwriter for um, the night, or not Night of Short, working as scriptwriter for Tatami Galaxy. And apparently, the sequel overall is based on a play that Ueda made. So, even if the direction is different, a lot of that core writing is still going to be there and present. So, I'm at least interested to see what comes out of it. Definitely. Yeah, uh, Shingo Natsume, he is currently, I, actually, I think it finished recently, but, like, he, um, he, he, he recently did Sunny Boy, actually. 
So I think oh, it's very. Really? I think I right, think it'd be yeah. very fitting in terms of like what oh, what yeah, kind yeah. of strange cluster cluster mm-hmm. mind madness could happen here. Um, so yeah, if if anything, you know, with this being something that really came out in uh, Uwasa's repertoire. You, like looking through the works, like before this, he had done Kaiba, and so this would be right yeah. before he gets into Kick Heart, right before he gets into Ping Pong. His whole yep, yep. slew of just like filmography, Devilman, just a lot of the stuff that really has like come up. I, I, there's enough material there to at least lay down a foundation of people inspired by that work, and that, at the very least, is very interesting to see because. You know, I'm glad that works like these can get sequel adaptations and just get more, um, just more love put to them. And especially yeah. nowadays, I'm glad that more people are getting into it and really just understanding like, oh, this is just solid material, regardless of it being animated, regardless of it being presented. But at the same time, you know, as most you also works do. Uh, they really do just showcase why animation exists and why the ability to adapt, you know, paper to pencil and just make that movement there is necessary to tell some stories. Good ass show. So <laughs> good. Um. So do we have anything else we want to say, or do we want to read the singular question? Sure, let's read that question. All right. Anonymous says, Cutting right to it. Feminism. What's up with it? How do you read the gender dynamics in the show? Ooh. I know we've talked a little bit about it, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, for me personally, I think... I think, you know, you, you brought it up, LV. Well, like, there is just a very not just heteronormative view set a male show, male novelist male uh. novelist <laughs> and i think like it does its best to get past it but it still has it right it has this i'll at least give them credit that i don't have to see the dude actually like whacking off which i you know we we watched rental girlfriend we saw that yes we, we seen we this. saw that um, i think they're more elegant about that here um but it it is very much still like like that was my problems with Akashi, right? That was my problems with some of the other women. And to an extent, if you are inside of the mindset of this narrator, this this man, like obviously he is going to think this way, right? Of course he's going to think this way. Of course he's going to have these views. And that is a way to demonstrate them. Um But I think like I, I think of my problems with Akashi at the end, it does feel like I wish that this man, the, the 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 author who wrote this, was just slightly more woke. Is my take <laughs> on it? Just slightly, just a little bit, just because, and and maybe you know, seeing that the sequel is a is about primarily a woman, um, I feel like perhaps it could have room for that to actually you know expand upon that viewpoint because you know it has been seventeen years since this book came out. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been quite some time. So I imagine viewpoints change, stuff like that, you know, uh, better ways of thinking of this stuff. Um, but I'm always the one who goes out like, oh, dang it, I wish this wasn't so weird about women. Um, this one is not as weird as most things that I see. Um, 
Right. And I, I, I do yeah. like, like, even when they sexualize women, they sexualize them in a way that I feel like isn't objectifying, even when the character is objectifying them. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. How do we I never, like, we, we never, we never really see anything tilting in a fan service way, I think, throughout the series. No, all. like, they even show the porn as, like, an abstract thing that he's, I think, at yeah, and stuff I, like I that. think what they do, too, is, like, they kind of make it upsetting to look you know they make they clearly make the sexualized moments like upsetting i i think like yeah. i think they really show like these moments where he's like just in horny brain mode and then like the dentist is licking his face like they, they clearly make them like upsetting situations and they're not sexy at all they're very much like moments of anxiety moments where i think he's i think like he also realizes he's in the wrong there or like he's not making the right choice. You know, like he, like I don't think, you know, he's he removes himself from the situation or the situation he's in is like not OK. Like it's it's very apparent that um, they're, you know, they're painted in a negative light, I think. And uh, and then as you know, with those three women and how fucked up, how how twisted of a man Jugasaki is like they they make it clear that character is in the wrong and that like when Akashi comes into play as that person that is meant to be with him, she's actually never treated in that light either. So I, I, you know, which, you know, but that also serves into the problem where, yeah, she, they didn't, she, she needs a little more character, I think. Yeah. There's always a slippery slope of like, again, male novelist syndrome where the woman like just does not exist as a character. And then she, and then when she has too much character and she becomes a manic pixie dream girl, yeah, (laughs) there's like no in between. So, so, but though, thankfully we avoid a manic pixie dream girl, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like Akashi could have been easily that. So, but she wasn't. Yeah. I think, as I keep saying, I think just a little bit more of those scenes, I would have just liked just a little bit more of those scenes where they're, you know, they are meshing, you know, they are, they seem like people who would get along. Um, even just like, yeah, I just, I just think that, I just think that those were some of my favorite scenes and it just needed a little bit more, just a little bit more, even if I think it still works in the grand scheme of things. Is that it then? Are we uh, going on to the next season of anime content? Yeah, I'd say so. All right. <clears throat> All right. Um, <clears throat> it is fall 2021, folks. What the fuck? Uh, uh-huh. What happened? Who knows? Uh, Who knows? These years don't exist anymore. But, you know, uh, I'm sorry. I need to bring this up because I am yeah. bothered. I have not even seen this in the news. It's Japan has a whole new prime minister, and no one said anything. That is I know. Up. I don't know. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? I mean, a lot has happened yesterday. I, I'm a gonna lot. keep it real with you. Japanese prime minister. <laughs> what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it real yeah. with you, Fumio Kishida. I didn't even know that you were the new prime minister. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like. Abe's been gone for what, what two happened years in Japan? now? Two no, I don't understand. I don't understand what happened. Ab- okay, so Abe's been gone. No, Abe's been gone for a while. Yes, it's been like Suga. a while, and he was replaced by a guy. And then because you know, all these fucking you know people, how to put this? Did they like, have an election? People are or was dying. This- yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the guy had to be like, okay, I'm stepping down. Yep. Is that what happened? Uh, it was a resignation? Yes. It was not yes. a for Okay. Because he was only put there because Abe resigned. Because Abe stepped down. Yeah. I see. All right. Okay. I understand now. But still, this is <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, nobody's oh talking my, about dude, it. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was he literally in there like two days ago? What? Yeah. He just got in there like a couple days ago. Oh, the new oh prime my. minister? Yes. He was just two days ago. Succeeding Yoshihide Suga, who resigned after Yes, who, who was there for like maybe less than a, oh, a year. God. You want to hear a real hellish thing, Maverick? The, <laughs> he said that he wants to fix the problems with the anime industry because he loves, um, oh, fuck, what was it? Demon he Slayer. He loves Demon Slayer. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. surely it's, yo, let's get that bailout for you, Photoville. <laughs> <laughs> well, they already had their tax bailout. What do you mean? Did oh, you remember God. that whole thing that happened? Anyway, yeah, new new anime season comes with a new prime minister, <laughs> Japan. Let's How go. Funny. What the fuck is going on? Like, what? Also, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just baffled because I'm just like, why is this such a smooth process? That's a little, I mean. Yeah. What? I mean, no, I guess it makes sense in terms of thinking of like, even here. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I think about the U.S. president succession, like line, which has never really happened in recent years. But you know, New York, <laughs> New York has a different governor now, and that was very quick. They did it overnight, basically. So I guess it's not that oh. different. Where oh, there's right. a hierarchy. We, let me. <laughs> oh yes, you forgot. <laughs> it's easy to forget. His name is everywhere still. I'm Mr. not a pervert. Cuomo, but, I'm uh, just Italian. Yes, the Italians <laughs> to be blamed. Kathy um, Hochul. Wow. Yeah, huh. but no, uh, I but mean, like, uh, yeah. How, how many prime ministers does Australia go through? You know, <laughs> the answer is several. Very question. dangerous. The the answer is several, as I've uh, several found out. But anyway, anime, folks, uh, it's it's, it's apparently going to be saved in this term. Yeah, um, promise off the bat, new promises. <laughs> Well, let's see what we got. Right. Let's do this. I'll go first, then LV, then Maverick, then it's like the order in our Discord sure. call. Yeah. We'll cool. just go sequentially. All right. Um, <clears throat> so first up, they have the second core of 86. 86. <laughs> I haven't finished I the first one yet. I didn't either. I watched like three episodes. Oh. <laughs> um, I will say what I do remember about that show is that they they really did nail the the you drop in that Sawano music when the fight Oh yeah, starts. no, no. Absolutely. I have never seen a show that nails it, it that it's pretty good, good since Kill it's the Kill. It's pretty good. It's oh, real man. good. Um and then there's uh Am A I M. Oh, I get it now that you said it out loud. Oh. <laughs> uh I don't Am I Am I Oh wait, oh, no. Am, <laughs> Ask me anything. I'm yes. warrior at the borderline. Is the yeah. name of this show. Um, in 2061 AD, Japan is dominated. Uh oh. Uh, hate for that to happen. I don't like that. It has a frowny face next to it. I just want to say that right now. Oh, no. oh yeah, like it's worth mentioning. The charts we're looking at. They a lot of these series have already started, so we already see um, ratings. Yeah. And they're like emoji 
It's very good. They're smiley faces. I really face. like these emojis. Oh, man. So, AM, uh, yeah, so uh, AM I has asked me anything, face. has a sad face. So, that's a yeah. good sign. That's a good sign. <laughs> 25 <laughs> episodes for this one. This is an oh, original. Oh, God. It already has a sad face, though. No one's going to And it's last. original. Oh, no. <laughs> um, divided and ruled by the four major economic blocks of the world, the Japanese people spend their days oppressed as subjugated citizens. You know, I just read this whole thing about uh, <laughs> the Japanese subjugation of the 1800s and 1900s. Oh. And um, bold, bold that there's so much media like this. Um, oh, no. Japan became a front line in the world where AIM, AIM, a human-type special mobile weapon deployed by each economic zone, strode about. One day, Amoshiba, a boy who loves machines, beats Ilez, autonomous thinking AI, named Guy, and this leads him to throw himself into battle to reclaim Japan by piloting AMAIM Kenbu, built by himself. Uh, he has a fucked up little guy, I don't know. Yo, I, uh, I love Gundam Wing. <laughs> it is kind of that energy, It does huh? kind of, yeah. Even kind of looks, I don't know. I'm, I'm rotating the tall of. geese in my mind. <laughs> okay, this one has not aired yet, but as of this recording, it begins tomorrow. Um, banished from the hero's party, I decided to live a quiet life in the countryside. <laughs> All right. It's based off a light novel. A heroic and mighty adventurer dreams of opening a pharmacy? Question mark. Wow, that's crazy. I've never seen someone <laughs> do that in an anime. Wow, never heard of that before. <laughs> Granted, this is not an isekai, it sounds like. It sounds like it's just outright a fantasy series. Yeah, um, guy. Red was once a part of the Heroes Party, a group destined to save the world by fighting the raging demon lord. A lot of these demon lord characters have, don't have names. They just always say demon lord. Okay. Um, I know. But after being betrayed by his comrade, Red hopes to start you by opening a small apothecary in a sleepy town on the frontier. While keeping his past life a secret is the goal, it won't be easy, especially when a, uh-oh, when a beautiful adventurer from his past <laughs> asks to move it. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. Uh, why is this a conflict? Uh-oh. Okay, uh-oh. Oh, right. shit. <laughs> oh. Oh, fuck. No, a girl. She looked, I don't know if it's referring to an the, adventurer and you're a girl <laughs> and you're beautiful. I don't know if it's referring to the girl on the cover art. Uh, well, one of them looks just like Rem. She just looks they like really Rem. do. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that. <laughs> that's I Wait, mean, his name look at that red. Man. He that doesn't is... even have fucking red. <laughs> he, oh, hair. yeah. He's 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 absolutely he doesn't not have generic. Red hair. Looking. No, he's absolutely not generic looking at all. Thumbs absolutely. down. Fuck this. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry to say this, but they seriously need to do something about making all the men look like this in series where the women look like this. Like, did Danganronpa teach us nothing? <laughs> Got you a sword, man that looked like a goddamn art online really made a mess of things. You're right. You're I right. can't. Stri- <laughs> it looks like what, Maverick? <laughs> Got my man looking like a goddamn light novel protagonist. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, <laughs> Looks at uh, just, my man one look and said, "Yo, give me the sword art online." Yeah, <laughs> give me the Kirito. That's his name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you forgot. How could you forget our Lord and Savior, <laughs> the Black Swordsman? <laughs> uh, he's not the Black Swordsman. 
<laughs> oh, sorry, you're right. He's the real black swordsman, right? <laughs> fuck you! Oh, no. Fuck you, fuck I'm you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Oh. Blade Runner, Black Lotus. Okay. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Los Angeles, 2032. A young woman wakes up with no memories and possessing deadly skills. I love to possess these. The only clues <laughs> to her mystery are a locked data device and a tattoo of a black lotus. Putting together the pieces, she must hunt down the people responsible for her brutal and bloody past to find the truth of her lost identity. So, you know, it, what if there is a woman who lost her identity? <laughs> this- okay. Compelling. Wasn't this announced a while ago? I, I don't know. I feel like it's past the 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 the, the time window where so I this would be hyped up, you know. Thought. So when I first saw this, my brain crossed the wires with fucking, uh, uh cyberpunk anime that Trigger's gonna do. Yes, that's different. And that's different because that one's being made by their fucking A team for some godforsaken Uh-oh. reason. <laughs> But this is being made by the guy who directed the horrible Ghost in the Shell series. Oh, boy. Yeah, and then all his women look the same. This doesn't look good. No. No, No, it does not. No, yeah, if it's it's the same level of that production, then it's not going to look good, unfortunately. But they did do the concept art for Soul Eater. Why is this guy doing directing now? Don't let him. Stupid. Giving him too much power. Ugh. Oof, action sequences are rough. Oh, you're seeing the trailer? I'm seeing Ooh, the trailer. Ooh, I'm seeing the trailer. Oh. <laughs> oh. You know, this isn't quite levels of, uh, what was that show Crunchyroll had X-Arm? a couple seasons ago? Yeah. Oh. Ugh. Does not look good, though. This looks Ooh, exactly this, like the Ghost in the Shell. Even the city looks bad. Oh, no. How can you have, like, an urban, like, seriously, and then the city looks bad? Like, there's no... It doesn't look finished. Folks, we got a Coca-Cola It looks like we're with the Unreal Engine. But that's what I mean. It doesn't look finished. Like, there's no lighting to help fix the colors of it. Oh, no. Well, when things aren't moving, it looks okay. But, oh, God. Yeah, yeah the but city as soon looks as they untext- move. Yeah, as soon as yeah. they move, it's like, ooh. Right, the city so, just looks really untextured. It just it just looks unfinished. That's my best way to describe it. Some Yikes. dumbass is going to compare this to Alita Battle Angel, and I'm going to punch their teeth in. Oh, oh. no. Yeah, no, because Alita's fucking You're so good right. and understands the source material. Oh, They're yeah. going to look at this sea woman and go like, oh, it's just... And I'm, I'm going to, like, roundhouse kick them. <laughs> what okay, if there was um, a Blade Runner? What if there was a Blade Runner? <laughs> She's the Blade Runner. Just one, though. <laughs> just one <laughs> there could only be one different 80s movie um okay uh build the divide hashtag zero zero okay so it's just the title. fucking it's it's the palette color yes uh, code black uh <laughs> in a city where the king reigns supreme your strength and build divide determines everything <laughs> dot 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 <laughs> yeah you know there's a rumor circulating in Shin Kyoto. Anyone able to defeat the king and build divide shall be granted whatever their heart desires. In order to challenge the king, one must first enter the battle known as Rebuild. There they will have to complete the key. The young Teruto Kurabe vows to defeat the king so that he can get what he longs for. He, with a little guidance from the mysterious Sakura Banka, Banka? I don't know. Dives headfirst into the Rebuild battle. Now the city of Shin Kyoto is the stage and Build Divide is the game. <laughs> Oh. Okay. 
Yeah, it's unclear it's a, what this is. But I think it's, it's a, a card game. Card game show. Do you, can you look at that picture and see how insane those? Yes. Uh, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're pretty out there, huh? All right. Yeah, that's not safe. We got a that's lion? not safe. They were fighting. <laughs> huh. It's not safe of, ever. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, speaking of card games, here's another season of Card Fight Vanguard. And never just season two. Every season. Every season. Um, okay, this next thing, I'm not sure, but it says it's a sequel to something. Deep Insanity, The Lost Child. What is this? Why does it not ring the bell? Um, if yeah, it's a I sequel. Don't... Madness and Unawakening Sleep. Uh, Randolph Syndrome. This new illness is slowly but steadily approaching humanity caused by the huge underground world asylum that appeared in Antarctica. These are strange creatures different from Earth and uh, from the Earth and unknown resources. People bet their lives on the depths of this mysterious new world to get huge world organizational plots or their own ambitions. And here alone, a young man with a wish in his heart is trying to challenge the front line of asylum. So it's a multimedia hmm. project. Okay, well. I see. Sequel. The I prequel see. is a manga. I see, I see. Ah, Square is producing this. <laughs> okay. I mean, right. well, then, you know, the Twilight anime visually <laughs> looked pretty good. But hmm. I think it's the Silver Link, yeah? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Could be cool. Could be neat. All right. All right. Well. And then second season of Demon Slayer. Yep. Just to- but um, for people who don't know, they're just going to rerun Mugen Train. Yeah. Uh, for like eight weeks. Yes. Six weeks. <laughs> yes. Basically. So there's going to be one new episode, I think, this week, and then that or it's an episode with new content in quotation marks, it's, right? That's what they said. It's it's basically basically what Dragon Ball Super is to Battle of the God the Battle of the Gods movie. That's what that 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 that's my comparison to it from my experience. Mm. <laughs> Where yes, most of like the first couple of not even first, like good several couple of episodes of Super was just that movie spread out with some changes. And less 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 quality animation, um, so I think that's what they're doing here. So that's interesting. Yep, and you know it doesn't uh, hurt to just give that available to other people. But yeah, mm-hmm. go go watch yeah, the yeah. train if you haven't. Right. All right. This one's already got one episode out, and uh, according to Shoeless, it's not too bad. Uh, we got <laughs> Digimon Ghost Game. They are near you in the near future. New technology oh, has been developed. On social media, that's the new technology, rumors have been circulating <laughs> about strange phenomena of unknown authenticity known as hologram ghosts. First year junior high school student Hiro Amanakawa activates a mysterious device left by his father called a Digivice, resulting in unknown creatures that can't be seen by the average person. Digimon, becoming visible to him. Since the day he met Gamamon, a mischievous Digimon that has been entrusted to him by his father, Hiro has been caught up in various strange phenomena. There is a mouth-stitched man who steals human time, and a mummy man who wanders around every night kidnapping humans. Hologram ghosts are nearby and are targeting us. 
from here on, this is a story about the oh, other side of the world shit. that no one is aware of. Together with Gamamon and his friends, Hiro sets foot into a mysterious world inhabited by Digimon. That sounds Pretty spooky. Neat. There's Digimon going around killing people. That's <laughs> Digimon. All right, Monokuma, now. but he's a Digimon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. All right, I really like this title. Uh, Irina, the Vampire Cosmonaut. <laughs> Set in a fictional world, ten years after a long war divided the world into two superpowers, the Union of Zernitra Republics in the east and the United Kingdom of Arnak in the west, both of these superpowers now test their ambitions against each other in a space race. In 1960, the Union's premier, Gergiev? Gergiev? Eh announces the MechTat program, a prestigious plan to launch manned missions into the final frontier. To this end, the Republic establishes the isolated city of Laika 44. Oh, like the dog. No. Where cosmonaut candidates compete for planned manned missions into space. No. And scientists develop the technology to make it happen, all in an environment of secrecy. The story centers on Lev Leps, a backup astronaut candidate, and his new companion, the vampire Irina Rumanescu. As part of a daring new Operation Nosferatu, the MechTat program will use Irina as a test subject for various conditions in space and ultimately as part of a manned mission. Wow. Vampires okay. in space. <clears throat> it's a romance. This wow. is so unhinged. <laughs> this, is a, this is a hell of a thing. I. It sounds interesting. It just sounds way too much is going on. And <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, it definitely utter- feels like throw a dart at the board. Yeah, yeah. The other titles for this is Suki to Laika to Nosferatu, and which means literally Moon, Laika, and the Blood-Sucking Princess, which I think yeah. is a more interesting title. <laughs> that is a better... T- I don't know. Vampire Cosmo, I think, will draw some people in. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more elegant than how it actually sounds when there's a lot going on. So far, it's got a neutral face. It's got, a neut- it's got two episodes in so far, and it's got a neutral face. I don't know. It sounds interesting. I might watch it. It just sounds really that wild. Um, no pun intended. Um, all right. JoJo's Bizarre. Why is this here? It's It says it's airing in December. Why is this here? Because it's probably like right before the next season starts. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm not going to read this, but JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Lotion is happening. It's happening. Hi. That's all. I'm not going to read this. <laughs> We love to see Jolene Cujo in Florida. There she is. There she is. It's happening. She's hanging um, out. She's and, having a good time. This mm. one. Mm. She's having a good time. <laughs> I, From what I, I, my little knowledge of JoJo, I don't know if she does. I disagree. This one has been like a fan favorite or like a small inner fan favorite. Um, for a lot of people who who did not expect this to get an anime, and it's real apparently, uh, Komi can't communicate. Timmy Tadano is a total wallflower, and that's just the way he likes it. But all that changes when he finds himself alone in the classroom on the first day of high school with the legendary Komi. He quickly realizes she isn't aloof. She's just super awkward. Now he's made it his mission to help her on her quest to make a hundred friends. There you go. Why does everyone want to make a hundred friends? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, like the character in Tatami wanted a hundred friends. Gotta got, gotta number. reach that approximation to Dunbar's Dunbar's number. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> good old uh, 
150. <laughs> yeah. Just below the max um, number of relationships a person can maintain. Oh, wow. This is going to go on Netflix. Comey can't communicate? Interesting. Oh, no. <laughs> is it going to look like... Okay, as long as it doesn't look like that other one. Oh, no, 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 no. This is actually. This looks like it's actually. It's. Okay. This looks like one bio. that uh, Netflix bought and is gonna hoard yeah, until okay. the season. Oh no! Yeah, they're definitely. Cool. Yeah. Because otherwise, they wouldn't have fucking said anything. Ugh. We got we got new Lupin. Oh. We got new, new Lupin on the third. And uh, he's going to be hanging out with Sherlock. That's right. Dr. Watson is murdered. None other than Lupin oh, tops fuck. the suspects list. With Holmes fast closing in, Lupin must prove his innocence and bring a shadowy organization called the Raven to heal if he wants to live to steal another day. Ooh, that's got some stakes to it. That sounds dope. That does sound pretty good. And I might actually watch that. Yeah, I I've been meaning to watch more Lupin. Like I'm I'm a sucker for the Castle of Cagliostro and I need to watch more. Cause he's a cool guy. Doesn't afraid of anything. Doesn't um, afraid of anything. It did we see this next one in the last I season? thought we did. Yeah. Yeah, Megaton Q Musashi. I think it just got delayed. You know, yeah. I haven't, since then, I've read a VN about Musashi that sounds way better than this. Um, I'm looking through the... Oof, that robot is... These are characters. This looks like a Danganronpa. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was reading about it. I was like, this is Danganronpa with Max. <laughs> uh. Well... It was delayed, I think. Because I remember the teaser image. Good. Oh yeah, I I read this. Yeah, the manga That's, series is really good. I feel like I, I, I read the manga. Yeah, it's it's yeah. A, yeah, it's a bit old actually. So okay, I've, so then yeah. I definitely read it then. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You probably also like a lot of people probably seen the panels of it out of context too, where she's just like <laughs> she's just vibing, and ignoring like a corpse hanging. Yeah. Her. No, this is a really funny series. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, Miruko Chan. She can see dead people. She just chooses to ignore them. That's her plan anyway, but it doesn't seem to be working for Miko in this love letter to the horror genre that will send shivers down your spine and occasionally tickle your funny bone. <laughs> what a description. We love the dichotomy, folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they're doing the second season of Mashoku Tensei. Oh. <laughs> it's there. It's there. Will we get to the part where he... I don't know... Grows a job. up or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, the thing that everyone says, where it's like, oh, actually, it's really good because he he matures over the series. I- I'm glad that the 35 year old trapped in a 12 year old's body matures. Finally, uh, wouldn't we all be so lucky? <sighs> oh, pain. Um, uh, I incredible when it, when an anime just turns me off like two episodes in see the thing that made me not even consider it even though i'm i'm a big isekai head i'm a big isekai um as they say an isekai uh i just couldn't after i went to the wikipedia and i saw like that they have like direct quotes that are like 
the front of each novel has just like an updated character list where it just describes like how each woman lost their virginity in the narrative. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Like that's just in the book. Real normal stuff. Speaking of normal stuff, Elvin, yeah. what is this? <laughs> well, this is not normal. I I, I know, actually know a little bit of the Kasunoko. context. Yeah, okay. mute, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mute King? Mute King? I don't know if that's an appropriate name. I don't know what. Mute King? What, Mute King, the dancing hero. This is a reboot of a very old series by Tatsunoko. Um, anything can happen in Neo San Francisco. Monster attacks, retro future tech, t- town thumping tunes. That sounds like San Francisco now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. these monsters trying to harsh the vibe of the city. Oh shit, they're threatening the vibes. No. D- D- DJ pumps up. Uh, DJ pumps up the jams to transform Mutek. Muteki into Muta King, the dancing hero. The invaders can't keep up when the super hits the dance floor. This cla- the classic anime retakes the stage. So yeah, this is a reboot or remake of like an old, you know, Tatsunoko series. So if you're familiar with that, their works, again, they do like a lot of the superhero kid stuff. Like, you know, they 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 did Speed Racer. That's essentially what they're known for. Um, but a lot of that's, you know, a lot of Saturday morning cartoons <laughs> for kids in Japan everywhere, that sort of stuff. So there you go. They're 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 doing something with the dancing hero Muta King. I don't know if it's Muta King or Mute King. Mute King doesn't sound nice. I'm gonna say Muta King for it, now. It's it feels like a pun on Muteki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, Muta King. Okay, that makes way more sense. But there you go. Yeah, on monsters on... Har- ha- threatening the vibes. Based on Tondemo Senshi Muta King. Huh. Look at that. Tatsunoko, <laughs> get get us uh, CVT two. Let's let's get that going. <laughs> All right, we got Muv Love Alternative. Ooh, this oh, is interesting. The third game. This is a big like VN franchise. Actually. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It All sure right. is. It sure is. <laughs> for better, for worse. The number one rated VN on VN DV. Oh mm-hmm. boy. A story of the bonds between those who fight in a world pushed to its limits. On one of the countless parallel worlds that exist throughout space-time, humanity has fought a decades-lost war against the Beta, hostile extraterrestrial invaders, using humanoid fighting machines called Tactical Surface Fighters. This is a story of how humanity lives and dies while on the brink of extinction. Alright. Damn. Man, this is another dude that looks like a dude. It is though. Yeah, I love to clutch. <laughs> to be fair, heart. it is from a game, so he's generic as fuck, and you never see him. So, damn. <laughs> but yeah, this is like this is like a interesting like. I never played the games, but I, I'm aware of its history. Where like it, yeah, this is like a weird. Oh, I think it, I think bad. I think originally it was like a standard like yeah here's like a, a hentai like dating sim thing where it takes place in a school and then alternative I think is like the crazy sci-fi AU that gets very dystopic and batshit crazy yeah like I, I think there's like a lot of dark shit that happens in it from my understanding like I've seen some scenes where it's like what the hell is this this is like <laughs> is this a dating sim um, but yeah I don't know like from my understanding it, se- it was it seemed very formative to a lot of other games in, 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 in that genre in particular because of that. It does like a, a lot of interesting subversion with that yes. stuff. So, uh, yeah, I've just, I, I, yeah, wonder why, what prompted it to get an anime now? Interesting. 
Um, a lot of questions. I mean, it's 15 years old. Yeah. So I think that's probably it. Just I think like they a- never did this one. They did the other one. Oh, you're right. Also, they, they did just sorted one. out the rights recently, I think. You're right. Um, yeah. That was a huge thing last year. Was that part of no, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's one that I started to read and then I did not do more. Because mm-hmm. there's too many good VNs, let me tell you folks. And they're all <laughs> 70 hours long. <laughs> too many fucking words. <laughs> It's a lot of words. A lot of words. It's, it's a lot of words, and there are, there's only so much brain. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, My Senpai is Annoying is the name of this one. Uh-huh. Igarashi is a hardworking young office lady. Takeda, the senpai above her at work, annoys her constantly, and yet she finds herself growing closer to him. Every day is filled with comic mishaps and romantic moments as Igarashi tries to balance work, life, and love. I did see that that one person on Twitter who draws the office ladies all the time mm-hmm. got an anime this season. I don't know if that's here. But uh-huh. this oh, I is like... all I can think of when I see this. I, I see the vibes. It's it's nice. I, I love that he's just a big dude. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. love a big person plus he tiny person He does look like dynamic. he might have good vibes to him. Yeah, looks a like a good vibe show. His, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, it's just good vibes. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, you know. <laughs> we can never We've been be sure. Before. I, I oh, hope that no. this is just a short 20 something and not like, oh, I'm actually fresh out of high school. No. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this? Okay. Platinum End. Whoa. This is like. As is D and Angel ass. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I, I came in by. I'm seeing um, this and I'm thinking about the fucking first Death Note opening. <laughs> yeah, oh no, that's what that looks like. This looks like, yeah. As his classmates celebrate their middle school graduate... Middle school, they don't look like middle schools. Okay. As his classmates celebrate their middle school graduation, Troubled Mirai is mired in darkness. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. He's in, he's in darkness right now. But his battle is just beginning when he receives some salvation from above in the form of an angel. Now I rise pitted against 12 other chosen humans in a battle in which the uh, winner becomes the next god of, oh, of the world. Mirai has an angel's corner, but he may need to become a devil to survive. <laughs> Hate graduating middle school, and this fucking happens. Bro, you know? this, is middle, this is chuny shit. This is <laughs> chuny shit. Oh. Oh, God. I am just... I have never heard of this. Like th- this is the fucking the the horizon line shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. God. I love living in two thousand five. I mean, oh yeah, Obato is doing the art for this, but I. Why is this? <laughs> that is so. It looks like it's end. It looks like it ended. It, it, I don't know, like. Was this going on in conjunction with everything? Like, their other projects? Like, that's weird. Like, it's so... It was going on when All You Need This Kill was going on, I think. Interesting. Okay, well, I don't know. I'm, 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 think, I'm looking into details that I... I don't know. I, it's something that I see... Think, it seems worth perusing into. It. I. <laughs> what is going on? Check um, it out? Question mark? Maybe. Who knows? Uh-huh. It's Folks, definitely shit. 
Yeah. Folks, you got cute girls doing stuff. Hell yeah. Pura Oreb, or Pride of Orange. Monaka's competitive spirit ignites when she discovers ice hockey. <gasps> Even though That's she's a rookie, she's got her sights set on Nico City's hockey team, where girls aim for the top as they compete in this full-contact sport. After finally convincing her childhood friends and her sister to play, they join a team of girls ready to go for the goal. That They're called the this Nico Dream Monkeys? It is Love Live Art. But it's not Love Live. No, but damn. it's hockey. <laughs> it's hockey. It's hockey. Interesting. They're doing it. Oh, it's very funny seeing them in the full gear. They're too small. They're way too small. <laughs> They're so small. Oh no! Oh man! Yeah, <laughs> the proportions are very odd. Feed the puck with the bonds of the heart. <laughs> yes uh, you know, I, finally it, an anime for Canada yep <laughs> if this is the uh, if this is the cute girls doing shit anime for the season that's fine that's new that's neat why not uh, so next up is ranking of kings story center rounds boji uh, or yeah, Boji, a deaf, powerless prince who can't even wield a children's sword? Question mark? Question mark? What is a children's sword? You're way- <laughs> a sword for child. As the firstborn son, he strives hard and dreams of becoming world's greatest king. However, people mutter about him behind his back as a good-for-nothing prince and no way he can be a king. <laughs> Boji is able to make his first ever friend, a kage, shadow, a literal shadow on the ground who somehow understands him well. Kage is a survivor of the Kage assassin clan that was all but wiped out. No longer a killer. Kage now makes ends meet by stealing. That's all in parentheses. <laughs> the story follows Boji's coming of age as he meets various people in his life, starting with his fateful encounter with Kage. Hmm. Wow. Also, there's a sequel to Restaurant to Another World. There you go. Wow. Rumble Garandal, Japan. 2019 that has passed <laughs> wait japan 2019 just before the dawn of a new era uh suddenly a rift to another dimension appears in the sky revealing an alternative world shinkoku nippon with the sky and the earth upside down this parallel world keeps their former militaries and with its era beat oh oh i don't like it this parallel world keeps their former militarism with its era being eternal showa the military invades the real Japan with giant humanoid robots called Garon, Garon, and their gas weapons Genmu, rendering our modern weapons ineffective. Shinkoku Nippon instantly seizes the government and achieves the de facto conquest of Japan. This new era, Reiwa, has not arrived for... What the fuck is this? I don't like this. This sounds bad. This looks Well, not cutesy. bad, but just the bad vibe implications of this. What this is going on? This looks too for that kind of a vibe. Yeah, and also the art style, like, clashes with this. What the... I mean, maybe it's satirical. Maybe that's the bit. Like, it's actually very satirical. I can see that, but... Uh, what's this? <laughs> Those are bad vibes. Those are bad vibes coming out of that description. Yeah, it kind of looks goofy, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, who knows what's going on there. Animation looks neat. 
Yeah, look, it's, it looks polished in this trailer. Maybe it is, you know, being a bit tongue-in-cheek about that. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. <clears throat> Sakugan. The distant future. Long after the Western calendar is no longer used, humans live shoulder to shoulder cramped in the labyrinth, an underground world deep below the surface, and David Bowie's there. There are many colonies <laughs> where people live in the underground labyrinth. The place is known for extreme high temperatures, but also for loads of gold, silver, and other riches. In one of the colonies named uh, Jiha Village, a curious 12-year-old boy named Simon and his older brother, Kamina, board a two-person work robot and mine for ore. They eke a living as the lowest... Uh, oh, shit, I lost my place. As the uh, lowest... Uh, oh, boy, of lowest worker occupations. Yeah. One day, Simon begs... Her, his older brother, Kamina, to set out as markers, those who chart the innards of the labyrinth as a splunker, to search for his mom who left his home. If they encounter a mysterious, you know, Gurren Logan is pretty cool. That's all I can think of, too, every time you say Kamina. I, I mean, oh, the God. characters are named, what, what are they fucking named? Uh, Memenpu and Gaganba. These are not real. <laughs> yeah, those are their names. They're like sounds. Yeah, no, yeah. You, you like Gurren Lagann? Like you like Drill Dozer? Like... You like Made in Abyss a little I like bit? Drills. A little, a little bit. A little uh, Made in Abyss in there? Little, That's what little it sounds bit. like. Yeah, this sounds original. What is going Father on? Father and daughter's epic journey it's with novel. the theme of family love. Oh, okay. Watch them pull a Last mm. of Us. Mm. Oh no! See, I was thinking more Nusagi drop scary. Um, <laughs> oh, that's even scarier now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Speaking of scary, selection project instant fear in my. Oh, body. that's instant fear, instant scary. That's, that's the scariest. The that's the scariest of them all. <laughs> Held every summer, the national show selection project no. is the biggest gateway for girls who strive to be idols, and the place where the legendary idol Akari Yamazawa was born. Suzune Miyama is also one who has longed for such a dream stage. <laughs> Having been sick since childhood, she listened to the Song of the Light many times in her bed in the hospital room. The Song of the Light? Yeah. Kari's singing voice gave her a lot of smiles and courage, inspiring Suzune to follow in her footsteps. In her last summer of junior high school, Suzune decides to challenge the 7th Annual Selection Project to make her dreams come true. The girls challenged to the section all have strong feelings that are second to none, accumulated efforts, and extraordinary charm. Only nine stars are selected from among the thousands of candidates. Now the hot and harsh audition battle of the girls begins to make their dreams come true. Go watch hot uh, and harsh. Go go watch review Starlight. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> go watch review that Starlight. That movie came out recently, actually. I gotta so. watch it. I do too. God, just bat in two in a row for not Gurren Lagann and not review Starlight. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's inevitable, but you really get to a point where you just like you're reading a show and you're like, "Damn, remember when this was good though? Remember like, <laughs> remember when I watched it? Remember the first a better time?" time. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Shiki Zakura. Um, Kakuro Miwa is an otherwise ordinary high school student, but a strange twist puts him on the front line in a supernatural battle against a menacing Oni. With the help of a fantastically powerful battle suit known as Yo Yoroi, 
Yoroi. Oh, uh, yo, Ka- Kakaro joins um, an elite team that fights the monstrous Oni and defends humanity from otherworldly threats. The team is assigned to protect Okamiyojin, a shrine maiden who's prophesied to save the world. But she must perform a sacred ritual with an uh, Shikizakura, the horizon that connects the spiritual and physical world that lies somewhere amid the blooming cherry blossoms and the colorful autumn leaves. But in this world, the journey to destiny is hard fought, winding, and sometimes deadly. There you go. Oh, guess what? What? This is a 3D show. It is. I did look. It did look. It, 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 the characters look fine, and then the the, the mechs don't. <laughs> That's the problem. The robot parts don't look fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is a problem. If that's the main just a show, but uh, it, yeah, it seems like it's a kid show too. I, I don't know something about it. it. Seems like it's not. Um. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, okay, Taisho Otome Fairy Tale. Shima Tamahiko is a self-proclaimed pessimist who hates the world, and with good reason. He's been exiled to the countryside by his wealthy family because of his disability. But his lonely life is turned upside down by the arrival of Tachibana Yuzuki, his arranged bride. Her cheerfulness slowly heals Shima's heart in this slice-of-life romance set during the Taisho era. A Taisho fairy tale to warm your heart. Man, let <laughs> Thank just, you. just <laughs> make this fucking Sakura Wars. <laughs> don't, don't watch. Had, listen, don't if watch. this had jazz, yeah, it could change everything. She should be in a review, and also pilot a mech. They need to have the big metal door close at the end of every episode, and goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Go play uh, Sakura Tyson. Go. Fuck yeah! Oh, did you see the Game Boy one that people I, are localizing? I gotta get into it. I gotta go find uh, what, what is it? Uh, the fifth one that released for the Wii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, good, good shit. Did you ever see that anime? No. Well, which Pretty one? Pretty good. The newest one for the remake for the oh. uh, not the remake. Is the newest the, one uh, alright? The newest one was the anime was yeah the anime all was right. pretty good. All right. Um. All right. Uh, Takatope. Destiny. This is a madhouse in Mampa joint. Mm-hmm. Music is the light that illuminates other pe- uh, people's hearts, and that light was suddenly taken from the world. Uh, they just made a show like this, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> the world changed the night the black Kuroya meteorite fell. Grotesque monsters known as D2 emerged from the meteorite and began to overrun the land and people. As the D2 were drawn to melodies, people played, and eventually music itself became taboo. However, those opposed, who opposed the monsters appeared. They, the music heart, girls who draw power from music. They possessed the great operas and musical scores of humanity history and used them to defeat the D2. Um, cannot remember what anime it was called, but it has literally the same premise. Listeners? Except for the girl part. Listeners, that was it. Yes. Yeah. That's the same. Yeah. This, I mean, like, at least this looks interesting. Like, yeah, this looks pretty. It's dull. like red juice. I think red. It's. It, it, I was. I'm gonna say it's red juice who probably did the illustration. They look like they look like that red juice the illustrator, and then yeah, Supercell's oh, doing does. the music. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. No, it looks better. I'm just like I'm confused. <laughs> well, also the, like, no, but no, they. It's also the same key art where they were outside sitting, like the, yeah. the exact same thing with the sky. <laughs> Why? Well, what is it? Uh, listeners is by the Eureka Seven guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So. Eh, yeah, some more themes, but seems neat. 
I don't know what's going on with this. Tesla Note. Mm. I don't know what's going on. Um, Genius Nikola Tesla preserved records of all of his inventions inside crystals known as Tesla <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yes, my man. Let's go. season. After an inexplicable incident in Norway, Moten Nagora, a descendant of ninjas, raised to be the ultimate <laughs> This also looks fucking bad. I'm playing the trailer on the side as I'm reading this. It looks bad, too. A descendant of ninjas raised to be the ultimate agent is recruited on a mission to recover the crystals. Oh. Her partner through this, her partner through this is self-proclaimed number one agent Karuma. With the fate of the world at stake, the fight for the shards. Okay, so people are fighting over Nikola Tesla's crystals. Oh. I wasn't ready for it. It's a movie. <laughs> it, it looks really bad. Whoa, do you remember oh my God. I, Why is there a truck coming out? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh how this Yo, is not good. Did did Rooster Teeth get hired to make this? I don't really. It like. says stu- what's the studio gamut? Oh my god. The, is this the It does not thing? show what else they do. I, I Oh mm. wow. Uh god. this has a big frowny face right now. It's not <laughs> that's hot. a good sign. I think that's the is That's a good sign? You're right, actually. I yeah, think that's yeah. a good sign, actually. That's <laughs> serialized. A uh, manga that was serialized from uh, January to July of this year. Well, in Weekly Shonen. It already has a series? Or was it in a magazine before and then well, moved That's to what Weekly I'm trying to Shonen. see. So it was in Weekly Shonen from January 6th to July and then moved over to Magazine Pocket in August. Hmm. Oh, Tokyo. Is this the team that did the fucking... Uh, the other, the, literally the other show that we talked about. Uh, what the, uh, um, the future show with the bad 3D Blade Runner? No, no. Blade Runner's different. no, the other one from last season. Uh, that the was other like one the from last one. season, Ar- yeah. Arc Rise or whatever. Yes, oh, yes, bad <laughs> looking up bad 3D anime. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's more than one. Yeah, but oh my you know, god! No, it's like X. Oh yeah, X-Arm, that's a, a weird X-Arm. title. X arm. X arm. Yes. There we go. <laughs> X arm actually looked like the animation was not even. It was like made, things it were was breaking. Made by people who never did animation, so that yeah. was I think the original problem with it was it was made by guys like we're better than anime. We know how to make an anime. Hate <laughs> the. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> God, it's so bad looking. Tesla note. <laughs> Tesla note. Tesla note. Another yeah. thing where the manga was probably okay, and now I, it's. I do really just like reading. He preserved records of all his inventions. <laughs> crystals <laughs> known as Tesla shards. <laughs> Tesla and, and then named them Tesla shards. Event in Norway. Named. <laughs> Powerful. Name them powerful. Tesla shards himself before he perished. <laughs> like, <laughs> God. The faraway paladin. In the ruined city of the dead, far from human civilization, lives a single human child named Will. He is raised by three undead Blood, the heroic skeleton warrior. Mary, the ladylike mummy priestess, and Gus, the crotchety ghost wizard. The three oh, of them hell yes. Hell yeah, yes. <laughs> I dig this. The three of them teach the boy what they know and pour their love into him. One day the boy begins to wonder, who am I? 
Will uncovers the mysteries of the undead hidden in the faraway land. He learns of the love and mercy of good gods, as well as the paranoia and madness of evil gods. Once he learns it all, the boy embarks on the path to becoming a paladin. That seems neat. All right. That seems all right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, fun little way to uh, talk about humanity and whatnot. Yeah. I, I like crotchety ghost wizard. Like, just straight up. Just say that. I'm like, all right. Oh, listen to this um, trailer. It's got that one guy. Oh, Me. boy. Uh, the fruit of evolution before I knew it, my life had it made. Hiragi Seichi is an ugly, revolting, dirty, sweet, fat ass. Oh, my God. These are the insults hurled at him one another about his appearance. Such was his daily life of school bullying, which for some reason one day when school was out, a voice claimed to be God over the PA system said to prepare to be transported to another world. What's more, not just him, but the entire school. Okay, so did they say like him? Whatever. A fantasy world where game-like elements such as level stats and skills exist. That's crazy. That's nuts. (laughs) Okay, I don't know about this one. I don't know how they'll work that work. <laughs> However, the gods still had preparations to complete for the transfer and would send them over as soon as the hero summoning ritual was ready. The classes all formed groups to wait for the transfer, but he was alone. Uh, Seichi alone was excluded and as such was summoned to a different area. After being transported, the first thing he ate was the fruit of evolution. This would come to greatly change his life. The story is about how Seichi went from being severely bullied even not recognized for his accomplishment, and despite all that, staying positive and surviving in this new world. Okay. So he becomes a cat boy. It looks like he becomes a cat boy, yeah. (laughs) That's how you do it. Alright, the night beyond the tri-cornered window. Bookstore employee Mikado always had a tendency to see creepy things. He had lived his life pretending he didn't see those things, but then he had a... Ah, He had lived his life pretending he didn't see these things, but then he has a fateful encounter with an exorcist named Hiokawa. My my pronunciation did. Mikado ends up being forced to help out with exorcism duties and has to deal with the embarrassing fact that exercising these things when Hiakawa somehow feels really good. Oh, um, while getting dragged into doing one of these cases every day, they run into a cold-blooded murder case. So this is uh, boys love. Boys love with some spooky, spooky stuff. Got it. All right. All right. Cool. It's the season. It's always the season. Speaking of the season, <laughs> it's it's a, it has a sad face right now. Just, just, just oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where it's failing. I wonder if it's failing in the boys' love or in the spooky parts, <laughs> or both. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? The vampire dies in no time. Legendary vampire hunter Ronaldo finds an unlikely and unwilling ally in Draluk, the world's weakest vampire who turns to dust at the slightest attack. Together, they're in for more hilarious misadventures than you can shake a stake at including enemy vampires, axe-wielding editors, and other pains in the neck. All right, Ronaldo. that seems neat. Ronaldo. It sounds funny. I, I, I think I remember seeing bits of this, and it, like, it seemed funny. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, this title. <laughs> the world's finest assassin gets oh. reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. Whoa, oh, that's fucking wild. No. That's spooky. That's next that's level. Cra- that is crazy. Finally, someone's given a break. Am I right? 
The greatest assassin on earth knew only how to live as a tool for his employers until they stopped letting him live. Reborn by the grace of a goddess in a new world of swords and sorcery, he's offered a chance to do things differently this time around. But there's a catch. He has to eliminate a super powerful hero who will bring about the end of the world unless he is stopped. Now known as Lutwath De, <laughs> the master assassin certainly has his hands full, particularly because of all the Oh <laughs> no! All who the beautiful girls who constantly surround him. <laughs> Lu may have been an incomparable hero, but how, uh, killer, but how will he fare against foes with power? Oh, who would have think something like this could happen? What this if, one is just like <laughs> you read that, and you, like yeah, you know, Tadakawa was like word. What if the world's <laughs> famous assassin gets reincarnated in another what world if? as an aristocrat? It doesn't even sound like he does. It just sounds like he's the same. The world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an assassin. It's a oh oh it's it's commentary because aristocrats are assassins of the working class. Oh. Don't give it praise. Don't I'm sorry, don't, you're right. I'm sorry I shouldn't even give it this false narrative don't, I created. Don't don't give it purpose. He he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna touch a boob and he's gonna feel embarrassed. He's gonna go, uh oh, I don't know about this one. Yeah. All right. Visual prison. Uh, beautiful immortals have gathered in Harajuku to compete for a grand prize. Immense power. For years now, the artist... <laughs> oh, shit. For years now, the artists behind worldly culture and music have been secretly vampires. Oh, fuck. You, everyone's a vampire. You don't know it. Oh, Inclu fuck. It's Visual K. Yeah, including those who produce Visual K. Now they perform their most beautiful songs in the hollowed grounds of the prison under the sky. So it's like an idol male idol oh, show but visual man. k that's refre that's refreshing we haven't seen visual and they're also vampires so it goes in tandem good. i can't there believe gacked is a vampire <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what he meant when he said he got so horny he could survive being on that island <laughs> oh god watch a pre-magi Matsuri Hibino spent her days in middle school dreaming about pre-magi, the sparkling stage show that combined song, dance, and fashion with actual magic. She'd love to star in the pre-magi one day, and when the spirited troublemaker Miyamu appears from another magical world to scout Matsuri as her pre-magi partner, the pair takes to the stage become the top stars of pre-magi hand in hand. It's there. There it is. Uh, this is Prepara. Um, which is pretty insane and pretty decent sometimes. I think it is anyway. It's Sentai, yeah, yeah. It's got some energy to it, let me just say that. That's good. <laughs> Before um, I just got into the big watch review Starlight Train again. That one's good. This is a different energy, though. This is like, you know, like when John goes off about the sick dog? It's sort of like that, but like, what if the show leaned into it? Nice. Like how insane that was? What's the magical girl doing? It's like, yeah, like, I don't know how this one is, but Prepar is pretty decent. All right. I've seen some of it. Yep. And uh, there's more world trigger. If you like oh, boy. world trigger. <laughs> I think I know some people who like it. I, I've always intended to watch it. I have no idea, though, because the first season of World Trigger is, like, 
80 episodes long and then the second one's only like 8 or 12 or something like it's mm. normal length but it's just like oh yeah season 1 80 episodes I don't even know what it's about <laughs> but uh I tell you let, let me read you this I know what this is about <laughs> world's oh, end no. harem Oh, no. The time is near future Tokyo, Japan in 2040. Raito, a young man suffering from an intractable disease, <laughs> vows to reunite with his childhood friend Erisa and decides to cold sleep to cure her illness. When he wakes up five years later, the world was undergoing a major transformation. The MK, male killer, virus <laughs> killed 99.9% .9 of men on the planet. The ground was a super harem with five billion women for every five men. Go watch How does Why that the Last oh, Man. Go no. read Why the Last Man. Yeah, but that's what I thought immediately. <laughs> except this is, like, way more salacious in every aspect. <sighs> oh, five no. Five billion? They just assigned that? The government <laughs> yeah, goes, hey, five billion Why women. is there a specific number? <laughs> why did the disease target a specific number? <laughs> no. <laughs> huh. Yashihime um, season two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> leave this for you to say. Yashihime season two. I'm I'm not watching it. It's already started. Good, I I am not watching it. Um. It. I am. I am. I am. I am doing well. Not watching it. <laughs> I. <laughs> I am just basing assumptions based on what other people are telling me. It's it's still it's still doing the thing it had I had problems with. But anyway, um, here's this last thing of the series category. Um, Yuki Yuna is a hero. The great Mankai chapter. Oh, this is the third season of something I'm not familiar with. Um, it's a magical girl series. What is this? The third season of Yuki Yuna wa Yusha de Aru. I'm not familiar with what this is. This looks like it's a magical. It's a magical. Oh, Yuki Yuna is a hero? Yeah, Yuki Yuna is a hero. This is the third season of it. Yep. Yeah. This is there a classic. Know. A classic? I just. <laughs> I do not know what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's years old, right? Now, yeah, I, I think. I, I feel like I've heard this name, but. Yeah. 2014. Oh, that's a significant gap, yeah. I think it had another one in like. 2018 yeah. question mark yeah. 2017 mm -hmm. it's all right yeah okay um i can go into to, to make up for my my gap of knowledge with yuki yuna as oh, i will go over the two right shorts um there's a fucking asmr short series what's going on there seems like a sort of thing happening. <laughs> bang dream has another thing we got several kids stuff oh we got what we got a weird we got a key stuff we got like clan why why do we have this this is years later we got clanod air we got like one of those things going on here chibi stuff i don't know why oh yeah what the hell yeah what is going on here especially after that especially after that especially incident especially after the day become after became god was bad um Nintendo's fitboxing characters got a series going on. I, I guess they're like little, I, little workout bits. Um, oh, your beloved mug show. The mug show has a second season, apparently. 
Um, if this is under shorts, that must mean they cut out the live action. Yes. Bits, <laughs> no, the best bits. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I was yeah surprised that it has a season. Um, and here's his original thing: Deji meets girl. The wondrous story is set in motion one summer when my say he got a listless first year high schooler works part time part time at the front desk of her family's hotel in Okinawa. Um, and she meets an Ichiro Suzuki, a mysterious youth who came alone from Tokyo as a hotel guest. Since Suzuki's arrival, Deji things... What's that? Deji things have been happening around Maisei, like fish swimming around the room or a giant banyan tree ma- smashing through the hotel ceiling. Okay. Deji is an Okinawan word that means totally or very. Okay, so I guess in, in the context of this over-the-top things. Outlandish things. That's what that means. Okay, that seems cute. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, Scarlet Nexus is still going. Aquatope is, is has apparently enjoying episodes as we learned today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then Jayhee's still ongoing. All right, let's see. What we got going on on uh, <clears throat> the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so we got another Aria movie. Uh, Aria, oh yeah, Benedizione. Yeah, uh, for the all the Italians yeah. out there. The be- yeah, mm-hmm. and then Might uh, be the big finale. Dakaratai Otoko Ichni Osodate Mas Spain. I think that's a Yaoi, I believe. Yeah, uh Yaoi and sure Spain. It looks like one. Yep. So there you go. Another Spain. sequel to an Eureka. Oh, it's I'm being harassed by my Yeah, it's that um, thing. Sexy yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. And then we got an Eureka Seven sequel movie Wait, for why? Something. What know. is going on here? I have a questions. Our first original here, Hula Full of Dance. Oh, fuck. The story centers on Hiwa Natsunagi, a novice at hula dancing who nevertheless takes a job as a hula dancer at the real-life yeah. Spa Resort Hawaiian's Hotel. The film shows the relationships between her and her colleagues. Oh, shit. Hanging out. I love it. Just hula dancing and hanging out. <laughs> Yep. All right. Seems neat. Um. Okay. We got Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Yep. Hell yeah. Uh, which is a prequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's to... like the yeah. Should be pretty good because the anime was pretty good, but also mm-hmm. I know Mappa's dying, so who knows? <laughs> yep. Um. We got Kamiyarazuki no Kodomo. The story takes place in the town of Izumo, the Shimane Prefecture, a place steeped in folklore and ancestral traditions. Among them is the myth of Kamiari, which has given rise over the centuries to a series of celebrations that take place in October. Formerly, the month of October was called Kanazuki, the month without gods. But in Izuma, it's called Kamiarizuki, month of the gods, because it is considered that during this time of year, a myriad of deities gather for a pilgrimage to the city sanctuary. At the heart of this place lives Kana, a young girl passionate about racing, who suddenly loses all motivation when her mother dies. Okay. Uh, I'm sure that combines in, in a compelling way. It looks cute, but <laughs> yeah, it uh, that's a way to end that. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, go ahead. You can do it. <laughs> we got the Ghost in the Shell CG continuation. Oh, it's actually just a compilation of the first season. What? What? Why are they packaging it as a movie? That's so strange. <laughs> Why? Okay. Anyway, very strange. Um, the CG goes in the shell on Netflix series, um, the recent one, as we were alluding to earlier. 
Um, oh fuck! Oh shit! We got some. We got two. We got two Macross movies. We got some new content to feed the starving Macross fans like me. Uh, <laughs> after all these, um, I'm gonna go ahead and say there's a Macross Delta thing. Um, however, there's gonna be a new Macross Frontier thing. What is going on here? That's interesting. That's exciting. I don't know it's what the hell short. will that be about. It looks like a sequel because the the art looks like the two we our two female protagonists look a little older. That's fun. Um we got a cute little kid thing, Otope Papa Don't Cry. I don't know what that creature is. It looks like a dog. <laughs> it's also okay. It's okay. It's 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 happy. It looks like a looks like a okay, okay, I get it. It looks like a father with a little baby. That's cute. Um, but now we got the second Princess Principal movie. Um, that's happening. This, again, as a reminder, there's fucking six of them. So this is the second out of six of them. <laughs> the first one did release recently. Um, yeah, and here, I'm going to stop right at the original thing. Another original story. Sing a Bit of Harmony. The film tells the story of a new transfer student interested in her surroundings and a song that brings happiness to her and her classmates. Some, some good feels here. All right, got some winter going on there. Seems neat. Uh, we got Sumiko Gurashi 2, another little uh, kids thing, it looks like. Yeah. And then That's we have... That's good to me. <laughs> yeah, oh yes. A uh, little, little witch... Little witches, little hexes, little... Uh, something going on. Then we got Summer Ghost. Tomoya, Aoi, and Ryo are high school students who met online. An urban legend speaks of a summer ghost, a spirit girl, who appears when fireworks are set off. Tomoya cannot live the life he envisioned for himself. Aoi cannot find her place in the world. Ryo has his one shining future suddenly pulled away. Each has their own reason for needing to meet the summer ghost. On a summer night, when life and death cross paths, where will each of their emotions take them? Alright. Shit, Uh-oh. I would simply not feel sad. <laughs> Ready to be yeah. sad. This definitely looks like one of those. It's like, ready to be sad? Here we go. Yep. Oh, I got a shot of a dude flying through the sky. All right. We got that classic. That There's classic a shot, shot of the group of friends holding the sparklers. Yep. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, to uh, graduate from the uh, um, uh, Makoto Shinkai. Is that his name? <laughs> Love to have yes. that and some Anohana. The, the uh, Makoto Shinkai <laughs> School of Animation. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to read this one movie, and then I'm just going to run through all the OVAs real quick, just yep. so we can finish up. Um, so we got the Sword Art Online movie. Uh, this is progressive. This is the one that's from Asuna's perspective instead. It's like a revert, redo of the original Sword Art Online, but with her as the main character, I believe. Mm-hmm. Which I'm going to watch. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> yeah. Just letting you know. Uh, Tropical Rouge, uh, the Precure movie, the new Precure movies. They got a movie. You know how it goes. And then there's a Battleship uh, Yamato movie. Because of course there is. There's always a Battleship Yamato movie. Um, Agretzuko Season 4. Hell yeah. Alright. Uh, Hell yeah. A Baki series came out, I guess, last yeah. month. Oh, that was what everyone was talking about with the... the he had a pee. 
<laughs> and he's trapped in the tetrahedron, so he can't. Yeah. <laughs> can't piss. Battle Spirits Mirage, Blue Period, uh, mm -hmm. Bright Samurai Soul, which is a little samurai short series. Unclear what that is. Uh, a little thing for one of the animes I watched that was like a YouTube series. Uh, this is what I was talking oh, about. Oh, that's the Office Lady thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got that more is familiar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's more familiar. Um, the animation for that one seemed all right. Uh, OVA's Forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, people like Given. Uh, yeah, Gundam Breaker Battlelog. I don't know what this is. I guess it's just like a little Gundam Breaker thing. Mm -hmm. huh. Oh, Hakuuki OVA. Wow, uh, okay. Okay, yeah. We, we, yeah. You played that game too, Elvi? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that bad, it's, what I mean. It's truly, it's, uh, it's truly historical it is revisionism. It is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, an OVA for uh, Villainous. Um, I don't know what this one, I guess, what is this? It looks like it was another VN adaptation. Girls Academy adaptation thing. Oh, yeah, the Pokemon Evolution po the Pokemon stuff. Yep, that's pretty yeah, that one looks yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Because it's going to be, like, just random characters. The Star Wars thing came out. Yep. Yeah, it finished, um, basically. Super crooks. One last height. That's all they say, right? I'm just going to read <laughs> that. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bones work. It's a bones work, yeah. So maybe Tawawa on Monday, too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, the Heike story. Yeah, that started Heike. already, too. Yeah, Way of the House Husband Part 2. And uh, Toshinki G's Frame, which is Little Robot Girls. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. And that's that. We actually did it. That was a lot. Again, that was a lot. <laughs> goodness me. Uh... Well, is there anything that stood out to any of y'all? Anything that you, you you want to watch? Yeah, there was a couple in here where I, I I think my mood for this season is curiosity and less about like <laughs> enthusiasm, I guess, because sure. a lot of these, a lot of these have very interesting, weird ideas going on. But then I'm like, mm, I don't know how the execution was. Be. Like, I'm not I'm not too confident. Uh, but the faraway paladin definitely seems super interesting. I think that's the one yeah. that might be. In terms of like standing out a lot and what what it, where it can potentially go to, um, yeah, like and and then yeah, Maruku Chan is I can trust that that would be funny. Um, yeah, having and yeah, I'm, familiar. I'm with also it curious previously. in Visual Prison after reading that description because Visual K, yeah, is an yeah, interesting, uh, yeah, thing to explore. Also, maybe check out the Digimon one because that sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, I might check Digimon out cute. Uh, Top Destiny. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah actually, yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. First episode came out today, so. There you go. All right. And hop right into probably it. Probably over on Funimation, I bet. It's actually on a uh, Crunchyroll. Oh, word! Really? Damn. Because mostly recent. Oh, actually, I guess it's Mappa too. Okay, I was gonna say most Madhouse stuff recently has been on Funimation, but. Yeah. Another. Oh, um, word. Another another chill season. I feel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm kind of glad for it. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, like, winter's gonna be hell, I think, um, because they delayed everything into the winter. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe right. maybe I'm wrong. I feel like I just remembered, like, oh, yeah, like, uh, the Madoka stuff's then, and... Oh, yeah, yeah, the last season for that will be, A bunch of I other think. stuff, yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. We will see. Oh, Girl from the Other Side's coming out then. Cool. Oh, yeah. I forgot that that got uh, an adaptation clearance. Yeah. Yeah. I might uh, find means to watch uh, Comey Can't Communicate on a weekly basis. I read a few bit of that, and it was cute. I think, like, I ended up liking Hattori Bochi more mm-hmm. with the same concept. But, you know, my bias towards an all-women cast, obviously, is... Uh, Fairly large. Right. But yeah, all right, cool. Uh, is there anything else anime. you want to talk about? Yeah, a lot of anime. <laughs> so much. Well, I mean, we can at least uh, make sure to ta- uh, talk about what we're going to be watching for next time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to be watching Paranoia Agent. Uh, which is uh, recommended to us by Cello Buster. Thank you so much for your suggestion. Uh, that also feels like a pick they would make based on their posts <laughs> in our Discord. Um, yeah, all right. So we're going to check out Paranoia Agent. It is over on Funimation. Maverick, you picked this because you figured it was on brand for the season, and I'm inclined to agree. The month of October. Spooky, scary, watch out. It's a little slugger. He's gonna make you think, <laughs> I guess. I, first time <laughs> I'm the most horrifying thing of all. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, but yeah, um, we're gonna check that out. So, see y'all in a month for that. Um, but yeah, it's the usual spiel time now. Um, as always, you can listen to episodes of our podcast one week early by going to patreon.com slash VGCC. $3 gets you anything one week early. Uh, usually it'll be other series, but we've been, we've been so busy recently with doing the site redesign stuff and everyone also moving, everyone moving, everyone, everyone, just like almost the entire site. Uh, so we have had a bit of a time getting things like Starlight Car and other such things going, but we are going to get back on the track soon enough. Uh, and as always, we thank you for supporting us. Um, you can always send in stuff to tumblr.com slash, or what is it, Tumblr. videogamechutu.tumblr.com slash ask to send in any questions or opinions about anime. doesn't matter what it is. We will probably read it. Um... And I think that about does it. Um, unless y'all got any more else, anything else to say before we shut it down? No, I think I think we sufficiently covered what to possibly expect. <laughs> All right, then hopefully we yeah. won't repeat this entire episode next time <laughs> uh, in an endless uh, tatami room. Uh, uh, eleven episodes of it. Eleven yeah. episodes of this. Yes. May okay. may you find your rose colored podcast life. I'm right here. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> She's right, right here. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>